Bad habits in pilots. We've all done it. Some of us still do. And some of us still see it. Coming right up, my top six bad habits in pilots. So strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone, welcome to episode 73 of the Flight Training Australia podcast, the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. I'm your host Trent Robinson, thank you for joining me again. Lovely to hear your voices during the week, I met some great people, um, just some fans, it's so good, I love it. I know I keep saying it every week, but it's really what drives me and uh, keeps this topics going uh, for the the podcast and, and just, yeah, gets me out of bed each day. So thank you very much. Um, I'm off to Perth. I'm actually in Perth right now when you're listening to this, but um, I've recorded this one. I'm going to take a break next week. Uh, down here just spending a bit of time with family and friends, uh, but I will be back next week, so there will be a week gap. But I will be trying to visit a few uh, different places in Perth and getting some content together, so keep an eye out for that on the online socials. All right. Bad habits. We've all seen them. We all... Uh, have witnessed them. Some of them are done ourselves. Some we see our colleagues and, and peers do. And sometimes it's just a bit of a bitchy thing, but other ones are just outright annoying and things we want to work on as uh, ourselves. So some of these are gripes. Some of these are more technique things that we just really need to be mindful of. All right, number one, from a flight training or check and training point of view, showing up unprepared. I've mentioned the PPPPP plenty of times. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. All right, but if you show up unprepared, it's just nothing more irritating, especially in this day and age where our time is more precious than ever. We have bookings out for weeks and weeks, um, incredibly tight schedules, reliance on uh, flight checks going well so that people can be checked to line and, and get out there and, and start working um, because every flight's taking up two crew members instead of just the one. So being prepared is crucial. Remember, you need to put in the time and effort to put on the performance. You've been hired for a reason. You've been hired with a certain skill set. So make sure you put in the time and effort and make it work. All right, show respect for your trainer for your employer, um, or for yourself as well, because reputation goes a long way. This is a small, small industry, people, and word gets around quick. And one day you'll be looking for references, and they're the sort of things that can affect your reputation. So do not show up unprepared. All right, number two. This is one I've seen quite a bit lately, again, associated with uh, check flights, but also training is deciding that today's the day you're going to learn how to use your electronic flight bag device. Being Oz Runways, a plan for flight, whatever. All right, sure. If you need to learn how to use it, I'm happy to try and help you a little bit. But remember, if you haven't booked time for that, well, then this isn't the time. All right, if you want to use it instead of uh, paper charts and the like, I've got no issue with that at all but make sure it's not going to become an operational limitation and how you handle the flight. It will become a big distraction. Ironically, something that can provide so much situational awareness or SA, 
can also taketh away. All right, so make sure that you've looked at YouTube, looked at uh, the training manual. There are these things called operating handbooks and, and user guides to teach you how to do all this stuff. So check all that out and that will indeed help you experiment with it. Be set up and then use it in the simplest form. Then as you get out there, sure, then you can bring in some of the extra features and see how they work as well. But really don't do it on a training flight. If you've got an 8 o'clock departure and you're still fluffing around at 9 or 10 o'clock, well, guess what? The flight's probably going to be cancelled, run the risk of getting a cancellation fee. All right, number three. These are in no particular order. I've tried to do them in order of flight, but this will be one of my pet hates. Advancing the throttle on engine start. Now, there's a country in the world that uses this uh, measurement called inches. And I understand that it's not something we're, you know, overly familiar with in Australia, but I think we all know roughly what an inch is. All right. Missed it by this much. Okay. That's usually about an inch. All right. When we start the engine, typically we want it at quarter of an inch. Now, quarter of an inch is not an inch. It's a quarter of an inch. All right. It's just over two centimeters in an inch. So, I'll accept a centimetre, right? But it's not much. What happens is the throttle gets set too high, engine starts, and, of course, it just goes, well, insert sound effect here. I'm not going to make that sound for you. All right, it's going to rev the guts out of the engine, and then usually they take forever to respond, get the power back, and uh, get it under control. Meanwhile, the whole airport knows that you're about to go flying. All right, so... Make sure you set the throttle properly at startup. The second thing is if you've overprimed it or it's a little bit rich, the worst thing you can be doing is opening the throttle while the engine's trying to crank over and get rid of the unwanted fuel. Right? When the engine doesn't fire up straight away, it's two reasons. Too much fuel or not enough. Generally speaking, it's a bit too much. So by turning the engine over, it's trying to get rid of it until it gets the right fuel-to-air ratio, and then it fires up. By opening up the throttle, all you're doing is just pouring more fuel on the fire, and it's just not going to burn. All right, And then eventually, if you do manage to get it to go, you're going to rev the guts out of it again. So just be patient. Leave the aircraft throttle position where it is, get it started. If it's just about to fire, then you might need to advance it a little bit to catch it, but not during the cranking stage. All right, tip number four, riding the brakes and jumping ahead a little bit, feet high up on the brakes on the landing. Learn what the rudder pedal is. Learn which bit's the rudder, which bit's the brake. All right. I know a lot of people think that they can hold their heels on the bottom part of the rudder and keep their the ball of their feet off the top, but inadvertently you're always going to land with something. Remember that it doesn't take very much brake at all to stop an unladen wheel from uh, locking up. If there's no weight on it, it doesn't take much for it to skid. That's why when you brake, you don't use very much at the beginning and by the time you've stopped, your feet are almost fully depressed and you're not skidding. It's exactly the same as in a car. You hit the brake straight away, it's going to lock up and skid. All right, so we can flat spot tyres, we can wear them down to the canvas. Tyres cost money, so... Make sure your feet are in the right spot. 
As far as taxiing around goes, there's no point taxiing around at 1,500 RPM with your feet on the brakes. That's what we mean by riding the brakes. It's just wearing them down, heating them up. At nighttime, you'll probably see them glowing. All right, so be mindful of your power whilst taxiing. Bring the idle back, taxi along, put the power up a bit if you need to. If you need to come to a stop, typically in a twin or a high-powered aircraft, slow the aircraft right down to a slow walk. Just allow it to slowly accelerate again. When it gets a bit quick, bring it all the way back again. Don't ride the brakes. In turbine aircraft, obviously we've got beta, so we can use that as well, and we'll use aerodynamic propeller braking instead. All right. Pet hate tip number, what are we up to? Five. Keeping your pen in your hand. All right, this is a bit of an annoying thing, but it's a bad habit, especially of those of you using glass cockpit aircraft. Um, having your pen in your hand, hitting a bit of turbulence, run the risk of uh, cracking the screen, chipping it or scratching it. Um, all any of the other bits and pieces, you'll find pen marks all over the, the cockpit and the dash. You need your pen for writing. That's it. Once you've written something down, put your pen away. All right. Don't keep it in your hand. All right, coming back into land, pet hate number six is tracking in sideways to a runway on final approach to eventually land on the center line and convincing yourself that you maintained perfect center line the whole way down. Tracking in on the center line is not eventually ending up on it, okay? <laughs> you need to make sure that you are aligned with the runway. The runway needs to be straight up with exactly the same slant on each side of the runway in your windscreen. If it's all leaning off to the left or off to the right, well, guess what? You're coming in from the side. All right, so learn the perspective. Now, I'm not talking about coming in on a crosswind with the runway out to the right of the windscreen. That's fine. It'll still be straight up symmetrical. All right, I'm talking about diagonally tracking into the center line. Get the aircraft lined up as soon as possible, eventually getting it on center line just before you go into the flare and hold off. It's not pretty. All right. Make it tidy. Make it neat. All right. There's the top six. My final pet hate is we could be sitting in the cockpit. I mentioned this one the other week, but we could be sitting in the cockpit talking just fine. But when pilots want to make radio calls, all of a sudden hand goes on the microphone, sticking it down their throat just about making sure it's working. Why wouldn't it not be working? It's working on the intercom. It's going to transmit just fine as well. Stop touching your microphone. <laughs> all right. I'm sure you've all seen these. If you've got some pet hates that you have uh, seen and can't stand, let me know all about them. Uh, put it in the uh, an email or you can add it to the uh, Facebook post or Instagram post for this particular episode. All right, guys, I'll uh, see you in a week's time. For everyone that's coming to the uh, presentation at the Aero Club tomorrow night, that's Tuesday the 28th at the Royal Aero Club. I'll be upstairs doing a presentation on top-end flying and uh, how to go about getting your first job and all the, the things we're seeing new applicants do um, all the mistakes, all the errors. It's going to be chock full, free seminar, could literally save you thousands in uh, retraining, extra flying, or loss of income. All right, so if you've got it, 
get on board. Um, I will do my best to try and record it as well and uh, get that up on YouTube later on. All right. Have a fantastic week and remember the golden rule, aviate, navigate, communicate. Cheers, everyone.